Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. You're about to listen to a We Are LA Tech remix episode, where we present to you a curated selection of impactful clips from previous episodes that you may have missed. And be sure to follow the links in the show notes to listen to the full episodes. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Hey guys, my name's Ed Beckel. I'm the founder of Glorify. Glorify is a Christian meditation app and soon to be more of a social network. I think when I was younger, related probably more closely to to excitement subconsciously for me. Um, now it, happiness feels more like peace, um, peace of mind. And I, I think too many people out there don't um, spend so long fighting uh, to get stuff that that's ultimately very um, very short term, and you do it in ways that don't bring you peace. I I see, um, and I meet so many incredibly successful people who've made tons and tons of money. You know, success in terms of money, um, doing things that maybe they feel neutral about, and at worst, not not proud of. And and then when they've done all of that and made all of this money, they they give a load of it back in philanthropy. But that just seems like a, a terrible way to work, you know. And if we all did that, and I think too many of us do, the world will be worse off for it because we're constantly trying to undo. Um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll do this quickly first for ourselves, and, and then we'll make it better later. And that psychology just has never sat well with me, and and would never bring me peace if I was building businesses that um, I wasn't incredibly proud of every day. I, I needed something that I felt felt really, really proud of myself for doing and building. And if it didn't fit in that, I, I, I think I wouldn't have the, you know, success, mental success that I need to, to sustain a, a really game-changing career. And let's talk a little bit about chasing versus serendipity. Your Los Angeles trip was full of serendipity, including how we met. And then there's a lot of chasing that happens in the entrepreneurial career. Were there ever chapters or are there still chapters right now where you feel you're chasing versus showing up to serendipity? Well, I, th- I think one thing that um, that has changed in my life since I've, you know, since, since a lot of this stuff has happened for me, you know, everything that I've dreamt of, I've, I've, I've achieved really a, a lot of all my dreams when I was younger. And I, I, I got to where I am in, in, a, in a way because I, I always put myself out there. I just, you know, I'd, I'd figure out who in the world I thought could help me. And I would, um, you know, I'd, I'd wait at parties or almost outside people's houses. And, you know, I would just try my, my best to increase the, the, the likelihood of that, you know, serendipity that, that helped. 
And I, I can no longer do that. It feels like in a, in a way that I, I once could, as I, I just don't have the, the time or even mental energy sometimes to, to, to continue doing it like I did. I think I, I did it very intensely before. And, and that was because I, you know, maybe I needed it more than I, I do in some ways now, but I, I try to say yes to everything I, I can, but now, you know, the, there's so much choice of, of places I should be and people I should be meeting that it's, it, it's very easy to get paralyzed. And, and that is the worst thing of all, if you don't actually move anywhere, because you don't want to let people down. I, I look now and I think it's very difficult. There's so many people that I, I, I could be letting down at every step if I, if, I, if I choose one option, and I don't want to let anyone down. That feels terrible to me. Hi, my name is John Jung with Brickwork, the co-founder, and we provide housing solutions. We're based out of downtown Los Angeles. So in California, um, they have to be W-2 and they are part-time paid interns. But what our strategy was, was um, really looking for the background and the pedigree. And even we had some universities in mind just because, you know, uh, unlike just business administration or something um, more uh, general like that, we're very hyper-focused on who has a background in architecture or urban planning or even GIS and geo design. So we were able to kind of, you know, network with them directly on LinkedIn. And that's been our kind of platform uh, where, where we connect, we, we, we uh, message them about the opportunity, and then we pull them off there into a Zoom interview. And that's really how we've been sourcing uh, our interns. And were they able to get college credit for working with you? Yeah. So um, we've had um, an intern, we still do, that is getting full financial aid. And so they're very limited in the amount of hours to work. And so it wasn't for credit. This was more along the lines of they wanted the experience. And we were a startup that was really in line with what they're studying, specifically with geo design and urban planning. And so, um, you know, I think for them, it was an opportunity more so than getting paid was really uh, starting to learn land use more so than in the class. So they really um, were open to this opportunity and, and we didn't have kind of a lack of, of candidates uh, that way. But yeah, uh, across the board, it wasn't necessarily for uh, academic credit. It was more of uh, that they had anywhere from 10 to 15 hours a week even though they were full-time, uh, that they were willing to work. And of course, we were super flexible on when they could log in. A lot of them also uh, were doing so on the weekend. So we made our the work that they were helping us be when they're able to log in versus having a set schedule with us. And we met through Upstream, and you're really excited to start to rebuild the LA Tech community. And you've been utilizing, um, you know, the the network we have at Upstream to start to do so. What do you have pictured for community building here in LA? I, I really want to kind of uh, generate ways and ideas to connect more deeply. And so I think you know, not to knock the way networking is still done now. I think it's a process and I think you can't force connections and right. Um, uh, we're all humans so, and we're all busy and we're, we all have different perspectives and needs and stuff. And so we're bringing all of that baggage and the concerns that we have, but we're still trying to find some connections that will help be mutually beneficial. If not at the very least, some companionship, right? So like some really cool people that you know that you could just have coffee with or lunch with 
is what I also want as well. So, um, but yeah, I, but I don't have that experience as far as uh, event planning and being in this network for a long time. So, uh, but I know what I want. And so that's really what I want to do is I, I see this opportunity where Upstream is open to obviously expanding out from where they were in New York and Miami and LA. And I'm, I'm so happy that they are. And if they kind of provide the funding and the background for us to do so, then I absolutely would love opportunities. But I think um, I'm excited to even be a part of this community with you because you have the background, you have the experience. And I think there has to be a way of these ideas. So those those dinners, something more intimate, maybe even understanding who the participants are. But of course, there's that balance, right? What's forced and what's not. So I think... Uh, you know, I'm open to hit or miss opportunities with networking events, but I think just the process and us being open-minded is something that that there is something positive that's going to come out of it. Hey, I'm Mike Gelb. I'm the founder of the Consumer VC, a podcast about how consumer venture capitalists invest and how B2C companies grow and fundraise. I'm in Culver City. So I was in grad school. I didn't have any VC or finance background. And at the school I went to, I was I was just in town here at a USC. I became really involved in our, um, they have their own venture capital fund where they write uh, 50K checks in alumni companies. I thought it was just really fascinating. And I just really enjoy being part of it. And I was really just interested more so in consumer than like enterprise type of companies because before that I was uh, managing like an Amazon brand. Uh, so I had a bit of a touch point there with um, with consumer. I also worked in the music industry and was, was very interested in like fandom and, you know, how people got interested in um, how to like develop like a fan base and, 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 and kind of that whole part of like an artist progression. But but I kept kind of going back. I guess my my newest curiosity at school was how do you build like a consumer company that's venture backable and that one that could really grow to be you know quite large. And so I didn't have a VC network. I started just cold emailing a bunch of investors, kind of pitching them, um, saying hey you know because I felt like at the time um, some of the other podcasts and there's obviously incredible podcasts out there about VC, but it felt like a lot of things were very geared towards like enterprise SaaS businesses, which makes like total sense because so much more venture dollars goes towards enterprise SaaS than consumer. I felt like consumer was kind of just getting a little bit like lost in the shuffle. And so I started just cold emailing people. Anna Barber was actually one of the people that I cold emailed as well um, as Greg. And I kind of pitched them on this idea of, hey, like you two and also these other the other folks, one of your focuses is consumer. I would love to have you on the show and really talk about your consumer portfolio. And um, I got an amazing response from people wanting to come on the show or that that wasn't even a show yet. And then it just kind of like spiraled from there. Uh, from there, I started doing virtual summits. We're now right now planning our fifth virtual summit on future of e-com and future of retail. And so, um, and so, yeah, it's been been really exciting and really fun. And you mentioned that you're not originally from Los Angeles. What brought you to Los Angeles initially? Such a great question. So, what actually brought me out here was originally actually in music. So, I came out here, started working at a recording studio in Burbank, and then uh, got a job at William Morris Endeavor and started working in their music department for a few years. But yeah, the the actual initial reason that brought me out to LA was actually not because of technology. It was for something completely different. What is your 
ambition with the consumer VC? Like, where would you like to see it go? How should we think about it? Such a great question. I like to think about consumer VC as if an entrepreneur is interested in fundraising, want to learn more about VC, doesn't really come from a VC background or doesn't really understand you know, that kind of world of what would an investor look for, or even who's out there when it comes to investors. I really want consumer VC as like your kind of first touch point, uh, per se, uh, where you can learn uh, based off of, you know, interviews. Um, first of all, who are the players out there? What do they look for in terms of um, their investment thesis or, or, even if, or, or even if they don't have a thesis? Uh, but you need to kind of understand of, of the whole venture landscape. So that's all on the entrepreneur side. And then on the ventures, on the actual um, venture side, uh, if you're an investor, you know, wanting to understand much more um, about what venture capital does, or, or maybe if this is like a career interest for you, like, for example, I get like MBAs that reach out to me that say, hey, like this has been helpful as a resource because I've actually been out been interviewing with these venture capitalists and I understand a lot more about, you know, maybe how to position myself or understand what's maybe some of their prior investments, how they actually look at the world. And it's been really useful to really understand like the world of venture capital. So those are kind of like the two areas, really like the first touch point, especially for consumer, kind of like that niche. And then also a way too with the virtual events to be able to connect. Um, we have an event coming up where entrepreneurs and, and VCs uh, come out uh, to be able to connect in the LA area. Talk a little bit more about that. This is going to be our second one because we're obviously in the pandemic. I haven't been able to do any in-person events. This is kind of my first swing of doing um, in-person events. And I know it's still early. You know, a lot of people are obviously still fearful. I mean, it is a really, really tough time uh, since things are kind of opening up, kind of not. Um, Nobody knows, this, you know, Mike. Weird... No one knows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We're kind of in this weird place. I felt like it was, it, it could be interesting to do a breakfast event. We go to Groundworks on Rose in, in Venice and um, at 8.30 a.m. And just to really bring together a, a, of like the LA community within the world of consumer, doesn't have to be a consumer. Um, if you're building an enterprise, you're certainly welcome as well. But really just build like, you know, startup ecosystem and try to bring people more together and Maybe people can can meet others and, and what have you. And so we did our first one in January, which is really fun. ClearCo is is going to be sponsoring it. So they're going to be paying for um, all the coffee and, and treats for us and stuff. And so it should just be a fun time. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.